Hello, welcome to 26 and Under, the anime podcast where we review animes with 26 episodes or under. I am your host for today, Robert. Joined with me are my compatriots, Rob and Matt. Cool. So today we're going to be talking about the show Yamada and the Seven Witches. Uh, pretty much break down plot. Yamada and the Seven Witches is about a high school uh, that has a story behind it of there being witches in the school. Um, and Yamada uh, transfers to the school. No, um, he's no, he's he, he not he's been in he's, he's been, been in the, the school, school since the first year, but he, he came was, to the school to try and run away from his past and yeah. failed. Yes. Yes, and now he's in his second year. Uh, and now he's in his second year. So we pick him in the second year, and basically it's just him trying to uncover the mystery of the witches in the school uh, and why exactly he has some weird kind of powers. Um, that's just blanket. So, first impressions? Me? Do we do first impressions and characters? I forgot. Yes, we do first impressions and characters. Excellent! First impressions, Matt. Okay, so... Uh... I will bring up... Uh, I, so this is the second time I've technically watched, in quotes, this anime. As uh, I watched, I believe, up to episode four of this anime. And then I read the manga. And then I got so far ahead in the manga before the next episode came out that it didn't ma- that I couldn't go back and watch it. <laughs> um, so... Uh, when I first did that, that's that's to tell you how much I liked it, was that I liked the concept and the characters so much that I went and just started binge reading the manga. It was when I had a lot more free time and I could just sit and read 100 chapters a day or more. Um, this series was is really good. And now coming back, this is now going to be my impressions coming back and actually watching the whole thing and not reading the manga instead and the anime is very good uh this 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 is one of my favorite this is one of my favorite like romance mangas that i've read in a long time and seeing how the anime had adapted it and how well it did like or how well it adapts it makes me very happy for it and everything and i knew exactly i knew exactly where it was going to end structure wise because i could remember all the arcs of this manga because of how and i've only read this manga once like i really liked it really good high quality that op oh, that opening's a banger and that ending is a banger can't wait to talk about it <laughs> uh i was intrigued by the concept when you guys initially when it was initially explained on after robert picked the episode or the picked the series for the last for this episode yeah uh, I was a little surprised that it didn't immediately jump into what you guys were talking about with the uh, the whole core concept of the entire name and everything where yeah. they thought Yamada was the uh, power source and not the people or not the girls. And But like I thought the entire thing was pretty great. Like It had me hooked right away. I was, I, I was into it the entire time. Yeah. As I expected you to be. I knew you would enjoy it. Uh, Yamada and the Seven Witches, when I first watched it while I was airing weekly, or, yeah, weekly, um, it was the only show that I enjoyed watching at that time, because I believe it came out in 2014. Uh, Look that up. Uh, I believe it came out, either it came out in 2012 or it came out in 2014. 
because uh, I know I think it was serialized in 2000. It was serialized 2012. Came, this anime came out in 2013. Cool, fantastic. So <laughs> I was right in the middle. Uh, oh wait, right? no, that was the TV drama. The okay. anime came out in 2015. Hey, excellent. 2015. Ah, that was a year before I met you. Um, but yeah, no, like that was like one of the only things that I was watching like during that. It was winter. Uh, it was summer. Summer. What was I doing or, in the summer of 2015? Yeah, oh, I was summer. working at Walmart. That's right. Uh, yeah, no, I watched it. Um, I loved it because I had heard the opening before just from watching, like, a compilation of openings around that time. And, you know, there was uh, just the generic ones you hear, some Code Geass from time to time. And then Yamadas came on, and I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Where do I watch this show? And, well, I found the show and I started watching it. Um, so my first impressions of it, Back when I watched it the first time was it was going to be a rom-com. You know, I wasn't really into those, even though I like Slice of Life. But watching it again six years later, uh, it's it's a treat. It's a joy. I, I love the show. Um, I, I probably would watch this maybe once a year now because, like, it's just that good of a show. And it makes me happy because, like, all the characters are very fleshed out. The story doesn't drone on in the 12 episodes that it has. Uh, and I've also read the manga as well. And the manga, I can attest to, is very good. Uh, to to read it is to continue where you leave off uh, with episode 12. And you can't be disappointed. Yep. Uh, so that's pretty much it for my first impressions. Okay, so that's you're the host. I know, so we're moving on to characters. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the main character, Ryu Yamada. Uh, take take away the edgy, spicy man, Rob. I thought Ryu was great. Uh, he, you know, like we said for the uh, synopsis, he went to this school to try and get away from his uh, past, his punk bully past. Uh, utterly failed due to circumstances with uh, another character we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, and is now this... Uh, considered just the shittiest kid in school uh teacher what the series opens with a teacher berating him for everything he does wrong yep yeah uh, and you see him grow throughout the series as he helps each of the uh witches and helps the friends that come to the school or that come into his life like you see that he's he's just a very good person all around to start with and everybody brings that out and actually forces it to be present. Matt? Uh, so Yamada's a very good main character for uh, for uh, for this type of rom-com. Uh, we usually get for most rom-coms a milk toast protagonist that is only good at attracting all the female characters. And this one is definitely a bombastic in-your-face character um and i have to not go into manga territory but just in general watching him grow throughout the story is part of the probably the best part of the entire story of yamada and the seven witches is not just watching this delinquent being a delinquent while also falling in love with a girl it's watching him grow out of being a delinquent and becoming a different person but still retaining a lot of the same qualities that you like about him um 
He's very good and very good departure from like your standard harem rom-com main characters like your uh, uh, Love Hina main character. I can't remember. Keitaro or uh, your Rito or your... Uh, those are the two. Those are the two easiest, like blank, bl- like easiest ones to throw out there for like uh, rom com harem <sighs> characters. And uh, this character does a very good job, and this anime does a good job as to p- putting up a harem, but also it's not a harem. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of one of the things that I like about the show is because I'm looking at it, and I'm like. From the opening, you get that it's like, there's the main person that Yamada... Well, actually, I'm getting a little bit off topic. Let me talk about Yamada first. So, Yamada is... Uh, yes, he's he's probably one of the best rom-com characters that I've seen in anime in a very long time. Um, he His abrasive personality is kind of the bullheadedness that most of the milquetoast boring ones don't have. And it's something they don't get until later. So it's kind of like building building brutishness on uh, like a nice person or a boring person, in my opinion, is worse than having them be the brute that eventually develops a heart. That's why there's, uh, what's the show with like the really buff, like the really big guy with the short hair and then like the orange haired girl? I f- forget what the name of that anime Toradora? is. No, Not Toradora. You're talking about uh, our, our love story, uh uh it's called our love story in english i can't remember or uh i know this i know what you're talking about he knows what i'm talking about i'll eventually find it and figure it out later but kind of a character like that one that doesn't look like the standard uh the standard person that you would think you would see from a romantic comedy because yamada you look at him like how is anyone even gonna like him and that's how all the girls start out towards him is like this guy is basically an idiot like, I'm probably going to use this guy to further my goals. And then eventually they come around to him like, okay, you know, maybe he's not a bad guy. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it's a harem where it's like all the girls are falling for him. Yes, some of them do grow feelings for him, but they're more happy that they're making friends as opposed to falling in love with him. Because that's just the one person. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I think Yamada is probably one of, like, the best written protagonists in a romantic comedy. I think there's only one better written one, but we'll save that for if we if, if we, roll, we it. roll it. Yeah. Uh, but moving on from him, let's talk about uh, Shiraishi. Shiraishi. I don't know. Ur- Urara Shiraishi. Urara, that's what it is. And uh, yeah. So me? Take us away, Matt. Okay. Uh, so Shiraishi is a very good main love interest as well. So while we have the very bombastic in your face main character of Yamada Shiraishi is very to herself, very uh, introverted. Um, she doesn't she doesn't go out and do like she doesn't go out. She's not loud. She's not bombastic unless Yamada's in her body. Um, that's a weird way to say that, but the, <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, she uh, and it's always funny to watch just her in anybody's body because she just sits around not caring and in a, in a book or like doing studious work instead of like going crazy like she she plays a very good and she plays off of Yamada because 
while Yamada is the bombastic one, uh, the one that's more wi- that's more okay and willing to do the romantic stuff is Shiraishi over Yamada. Because Yamada, because of how emotional he is outwardly, he's a lot he's a lot more reserved when it comes to like the kissing that that he does a lot of times with her and all that stuff. Meanwhile, she's just like, oh, we'll just get this done real quick and kisses him or does anything like that. It's very, very well uh, done. And any other conversations I have about Urara require me to talk about manga spoilers, so not going to say anything more. I really liked her. Uh, she, like you said, she balances out Yamada really well. Uh, she does feel a little... Uh, early on, she felt a little uh, bland just because of how non-reactive she is to everything. But as the series go, you realize that's just that literally is just what she does. It's like she's able to roll with every punch. Uh, and when she does eventually to actively react to certain things, it's very unexpected. And you feel the moment a lot better because of how unreactive she is to start with. Yeah. Robert? Oh, that's it? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I like her a lot, um, mostly because, like, she has that boring look to her in the beginning, and most people probably think, like, oh, she's just a boring, uh, character, talks very quietly, doesn't really contribute much, so she's probably, like, gonna be a background, like, no, she's not anywhere in the background, she's, she's a front-facing character, and a lot of the plot really wouldn't progress without her, because she's... I would say, all importantly, she is the straight man to Yamada. She's the one that will just do the things and just get it over with, even though Yamada's like, hold on, let's think about this. She's like, no, I'm going to do it. Makes sense. Why Why we wait? Well, why wait? She's already thought through it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's why in the beginning, Yamada's apprehensive about kissing because he knows what a romantic kiss is, but she's doing it from the scientific way where she's just like, I just want to see what happens. I want to know. I want to figure out. And, but then it eventually grows to where it's just like, you know, Oh, okay, I do actually like him. I do kind of want to keep him to myself and not really have to worry about that anymore. And then you see her character come around. Um, and that's why I think, like, she is a good... Uh, I was going to say heron, but that's a bird. Heroine, that's the word. Uh, she's a good heroine to the show. Um, and now we can pretty much break away and talk about the club members... So, uh, in one of the earlier episodes, pretty sure it's like episode two, they form the club. Yeah. It's yeah. episode two where we meet Miyamura. Miyamura is in episode two. Yeah. Because the whole thing with Miyamura is that he's just like, hey, yeah. you're this guy. Because everyone knows who Yamada is. Uh, and pretty much he ends up running into, what's his first name? Torinosuke. Torinosuke Miyamura, who's going to be the first club member we talk about, who's like the third member i guess no no they're all the first member really but, no he he was in the supernatural he was, okay, he was already club, in it club yeah, okay, before cool. they joined uh but basically he's the head of the he is the vice president or no he's not yeah he's the student council vice he's president he's the student council council vice president but he is basically the president of the uh club yeah he actually makes Shirishi the president of the club he does and claims the vice president spot for himself and which was smart thing for yamada <laughs> Uh, yeah. But how I can explain Miyamura's character is kind of... <sighs> it, it's a weird one for me. Uh, Matt, maybe you can articulate it a little bit better. He is... 
just like every other series that is a romantic comedy series, you've got your main character, you've got your main love interest, then you got your best friend of the main character. And the best friend is always the funnest character because it's either you go one of two ways with this main with this best friend. They're either super flirtatious and fu- and and like playboy-esque or they're the uh they're the same as the main character but they stand but they are able to um but they have like slight differences and they're able to per- like understand social norms better than the main character. Uh Miyamura is the better of the two where he is the playboy like I'm, he's, he's like a typical teenage horn dog to start with. Oh, he's great. He, he never stops being a typical teenage horn dog. Are you kidding uh, me? He, so <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit more, but he does grow out of it heavily. Uh, but that's more for plot stuff than for yeah. But uh, he it's also great because he because he, especially in the manga, like the anime does it a little bit. The manga, whenever him and Yamada are kissing. It goes very extravagant into the like drawing the BL scenes from like a boys love manga, and you're just like, ah, the, she just wanted to draw some boy. Th- this author just wanted to draw some BL real quick and yeah. found a way to make it also plot relevant and an entertaining story. Yeah, <laughs> God, I can't wait to Definitely. talk about the plot. It's gonna be so much fun. Uh, but Miyamura, because of how he is with being a super f- flirtatious guy. He's able to, he just is flirtatious with Yamada, he's flirtatious with Ito, he's flirtatious with... He flirts with, like, every character except for the... Except for Urara, or Shiraishi. He doesn't flirt with her. Only when she's, only when Yamada's in her body does she, does he flirt with her. That's fair. I don't think he flirts with the uh, president either, the uh, student council president either. No, but we have very little interaction with that character. That's fair. The only interactions we usually have are kicking down his door to yell at him. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I really like Miyara. He's not quite my favorite character in the series, but he's bombastic in a way that Yamada isn't, which makes for a great foil to for the pair, for each of them to be in the scene just together. Uh, like Matt said, he's super flirty with basically everybody but Shira. Uh Shiraishi. Shiraishi. Yeah. I'm going to screw it up. I know. More times. Don't worry about I it. I know. It happens. Uh, he he does grow. Like I think that was one of the better things about the entire series is that you do end up seeing that every character did grow because of what happened. But again, that's a very plot relevant thing, so we'll get to that in a bit. I think I enjoyed his interactions with Yamada the most. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Uh, he is literally the... Uh, oh, I think it's Kiyoya is the blackhead, black-haired student from uh, Orin High School. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Pre- pretty much, like, 100%. Uh, that's like... Because, granted, that is a reverse harem. <laughs> but the tropes still exist with the boys in it, just in the girl's shoes. But it's it's still an easy thing to figure out. Uh, Kioma is his name. There Kioma. we are. Um, but that that's another fun show that I hope we get to get to. <laughs> I really is do. It, is it in the 
It should it be. Okay. Well, I'm I'm saying is it on in within it, the episode the, requirement? It is. It, it is. is. Okay. It's only twelve. I'll believe you, but I'll keep scrolling on this okay. list. Do believe you, you can go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, no, I like I like him. Oh, there it is. I like majority of the people that we'll be talking about in the student, uh, not student council, in the uh, in the the extraterrestrial club, but supernatural club. Supernatural club. Thank you. Um, but I like the next girl a little bit more uh, compared you know? to him. I like her. She's funny. Uh, granted. Her introduction, I guess I'll take this one for the start. Uh, her introduction is interesting in a way because it looks like she's really interested in the club and then everyone's just like, sure, fantastic, join the club. But then you eventually learn more about like what exactly is going on. She's trying to make friends. She ended up basically taking a, a loan for some moon rocks and spoons and shit. And, and then like... Her character eventually comes around where she's just like, yeah, I'm a compulsive liar, but I do that because I'm trying to make friends. And that's, like, really cool. Because her, her character growth in just her episode alone is... uh um, and bounds. Yeah. Like, it just it's how you go from a character that, like, is interesting in the beginning, does something that you not like them for, you learn the reason why they did it, and then they have the, the redemption. And that's uh, kind of the thing that happens with all of the girls, in my opinion. Um, but her, she's a funny, genki girl. She has a lot of energy to her. She brings a lot of energy to the party. She plays the second man to Miyamura. Oh, yeah. Because it's usually the two of them that are, like, concocting some harebrained scheme. And then Yamada's just, like, there, like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then she, she's like, no, I see where they're coming from. And then all of them just play together, and that's why, like, those first couple episodes are fantastic when it's just them. Uh, okay. I, I love Nito. Uh, she was great. Uh, the whole, at the very end of the first episode, you see just how into exactly, she she's into this situation, not just because of the supernatural, but also because of the romance aspect of all of it. Uh, with her commenting about the two girls kissing and the fact that it's two guys in the bodies and that was great. Like that that just cemented exactly what kind of character Ito was gonna be and she'd never disappointed for the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh she's a fine character. I don't have a lot of opinions on her because even though she's in most of this season, uh most of her character development is only really in her first episode. And it shows because definitely in the manga, she stops being relevant till they bring her back in the third arc. That's so we just lose her for an entire arc. Yeah, because they stop, they stop being in the supernatural studies club for like almost an entire arc. Hmm. Um, yeah. But her character did have a very good like introduction and she does play a very good like additional member of the party whenever they're having a fun interaction for the season it's just it's hard for me to like talk about her because i have so much knowledge on a lot of characters and all i can remember is yeah she's here and then i think about how much how much like actual screen time and character development she has past her first her episode i'm like Oh, she she really just shows up for her episode, and then she's in the club f 
for most of it, but she's not really doing... She's she's never the focus after her episode. Uh, she's there to show that Yamada is actually just a decent person right off the bat. Because, uh, like, yeah. Yamada, like, once Yamada realizes what's going on with her, he's all in on helping her. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so it, it just shows that she, it allows... She's a character that allows Yamada to show that he is actually a decent person at his core and not the delinquent that everything is presented as. I'll, I'll agree at the same point. Like, it's just hard for me to have more to say about the character because I don't... She's not, she's not she's not as important of a character to me as some of the other characters that we've talked about and some of the other characters that are on this list. And one character that it, I would say is very important, but she is not important at all for this season for this seasons of the anime. So I can't really. Fortunately, I can separate <sighs> from the manga eight brain to the show because I'm just talking about the show. I know. I just have the problem because this is the first one that we've watched where I read the manga. I finished the manga. Yeah. And I have to now talk about the anime that is only a third to a quarter of the manga. Yeah, that's why I'm. That's why like I don't have as much of the manga in my mind as when I was watching the show, so I'm just focusing on the first arc of the manga but, and the yeah. first season of the show. It, that's why I'm able to like really put a little bit more energy into her. Uh, but someone who I, who I will not put energy into is uh, Kentaro Tsubaki. Even boring. in the manga, he got no screen time. He's boring. <laughs> I don't think he's boring. I just think he was so he wasn't a necessary addition to the cast basically like his role he didn't fill any sort of extra role he didn't I, I I'll let you finish he didn't meet any real requirements like he wasn't necessary for anybody to play off of like about the only thing is about the only really big thing that he contributes with air quotes is that uh, Mira is completely a hundred percent in with kissing Yamada whenever it's necessary. Uh, he always fights it after Yamada accepts that, you know, he's going to have to kiss guys for some of this stuff. Uh, and Tsubashi is the only one who actively fights it even towards the end of the series. All right. I got exactly why he was created. So he was created when the mangaka still, still thought that, they needed an extra character in the Supernatural Studies Club because the mangaka was probably still working off of we're going to stay in the Supernatural Studies Club for a long time. And then uh, kept writing the arcs and realized we didn't need this extra character. But I wrote him in and he is here. Uh, so he doesn't have a huge character arc ever in the manga. Like He's always just this weirdo that fries tempura when he gets depressed and it like he does like it, it they don't play with him very much ever at all in any of the arcs and he it feels like he and especially now in the anime when i got to watch it like he is literally introduced in an episode that is not about him and then Never gets his own episode because we have to go through the rest of the witches and he's just left 
Yeah, I I remember it's funny with him because it's like you watch the opening and then you see him pop up like towards the end because it's the Supernatural yeah. Club. You're like, oh, I wonder when he shows up. And then it's like episode seven, episode it's eight. He's past like, the halfway point. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're like, like oh, oh, look at the time. this character? Oh, huh. Huh. look at the time. We only have a couple more episodes left. That's weird. Maybe he shouldn't have been in that opening. Maybe we should have put other characters. <laughs> shouldn't have just been written at all. <laughs> the way I was. Weird. While I, without knowing that he wasn't going to show up in the manga, but knowing that the manga continued well past yeah. this, my thought was like, oh, they're planning on a lot more than what they actually ended up getting, and that's why he's in the opener. No, the ending is how you know that they were planning to do a lot more seasons. Yeah. The ending focuses on two characters, and those two characters are the two most important, or two of the three most important characters of the season from The Witches. Yep. The third most important character for the manga of the witches only is in an episode, or, or it only has an episode worth of character development, and it sucks. Because she's great. Yeah. Uh, so, we've basically talked about the main cast. Yes. But now, I think we can kind of intermingle the plot amongst the other characters who are the witches. I think that's an easy way to seamlessly combine the two. Because. I, I don't think you can really talk about all a lot of the rest of the witches without talking about the plot to get to those points. I think the only one that we can talk about is Odagiri. Yeah, Fair. but I mean, Miara is a yeah, yeah rival. It, the, because Odagiri's entire like character concept, ignoring the manga, she is still super important for this thing because she is in. Way more episodes than any of the other witches. And she plays two roles, effectively, throughout the entire series. Yeah. And uh, both those roles are very important. And we can get into that without actually talking about her arc. Okay. Um, Go ahead. So, Odagiri is the second of the witches that we meet. Uh, we'll get more into that in the plot. She is also in the student... She's also in the student council... Uh, apparently, uh, this is how the student council works. They have two vice presidents because they're both the vice presidents of the student council. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, but she is effectively in com in competition with Miyamura and a third character um, for the succeeding the student council in this because the way the student council works in this school and uh, hierarchy is the student council president nominates one of his success nominates a successor instead of it being you go through the whole election process and everything. Um, she ends up falling in love with uh, uh, Yamada, and this causes uh, there to be a technical rival for Shiraishi, in quotation marks, where she is also trying to... where she just shows up and acts antagonistic a lot of times, where she's trying to act like the villain of... I know who the next witch is, and I'll beat the, beat you guys to, like, befriending her. And then it's like, oh, we've already interacted with that witch and talked to her, and we know her power already. You, you're, you're trailing behind there. <laughs> and she just plays this kind of semi-villain role, but it's more, of a, it's more of just a friendly villain. Yeah. She feels very much like the primary antagonist through the first at least half of the series. Yeah. Probably a little longer than that, uh, because we're because we're on Miyamura's side of the race, not her side. Yeah, 
also her power is a little more uh, typical super villainy yeah. than uh, others since she controls people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they uh, they get to play over all around a lot with these small uh, with these abilities in the manga past this point, and it's very interesting. They kind of become sort of like Mega Man power ups, where it's just like we can use this. Well, they they, they use just it. use the single word that describes the abilities to change the abilities in a, in a cool way. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you did you want to talk about Rigiri or did you did you kind um, of get it? I mean, she's fun. Like Matt went basically over everything that I would want to talk about with her until we get to her major plot points. But yeah, she falls in love with Yamato. She plays she plays a rivalry point for basically each of our main three throughout the series. Yep, and that's actually a really useful character. And, and she also does a very important thing near the end, mm-hmm. and then she's immensely more important in the manga past this point. <laughs> I I know I keep bringing up the manga, but it's one of those things where I have the problem of I couldn't sep- I can't separate the manga from yeah, the anime yeah. in my head. So, did you have anything on her? Not really. No, like that's pretty much it. Her character is she's pegged to be sort of a villainous in the beginning. But then you learn a bit more about her over the first few episodes and it suddenly realizes like, oh, she's acting this way for a reason. And then, you know, you learn more about Ushio and who he is and why him and Yamada have a history together. Um, And then what that means in the future. And then, you know, they eventually become kind of like the... You can kind of consider, at least I would consider Odagiri and Ushio as kind of like the jesse and james team rocket thing where they don't they aren't they are inherently terrible villains but they still help the main protagonist because they know what's right and what's wrong they'll still try to steal pikachu every time every time they show up it's almost the same thing as the tuxedo mask thing of my job here is done but you didn't do anything (laughs) yeah it's done uh but yeah that's that's basically her character in in a nutshell she's okay yeah. To the plot. I think we can go to the plot now. Okay. So, um I mean, pretty much gave basic plot rundown in the beginning about Yamada school, which is the story. Okay, so did we didn't bring up exactly what the powers no, were. No, we didn't. Uh so, so okay, I'll let you go. I mean, we, we can take turns with it. Um, so basically, there are people who have certain power who are deemed witches in the school. And a witch power is conferred by being passed down. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, it is... Uh, it's no, wished. It, well, For six of the seven witches, it's something that they really desire because of their failings in their socialness. Kind of? It's uh, it's kind of that. It's also got the uh, attachment of you don't you only gain a, wi- a witch power only moves from host to host when either when the witch is either kicked out of school or um, graduates. And yeah. it usually is conferred upon a girl who is going through a hardship or is basically kind of in a depressed state. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. That's when the power would be able to manifest in them. Um, but there are some characters, in this case Yamada, who have a special ability to mimic the abilities of a witch, but I think they're more deemed as witch killers, or is uh, it just the, the one guy? Uh, the one guy calls them witch, witch killers because it, it is later discovered ver- uh, later on in the series that he's very tuny in his way of thinking. So he calls them witch hunters because it sounds cool. It sounds cool, but it doesn't. <laughs> it, right. They're not so, called witch hunters anywhere else, if I remember right. I, the the only reason why I figured he th- said witch killer versus anything else is because he, because of the way his power works, uh, versus Yamada's. Like I don't know that he knew that Yamada borrowed or copied the power as opposed to stole it. I mean, yeah. yes. There's also the point that there's a third character in the manga that ends up become gaining a power a similar power mm. and uh it's they effectively each get a piece of the right click menu where one's the cop, copy one's cop, cut, one, cut, yeah, cut, cut, copy and paste yeah one's cut copy and one, one's cut paste one's copy and the other one's duplicate Oh, um, no, but pretty much just within the confines of what's going on with this, Yamada basically learns from a falling he has with Shirishi, literally. Yeah. Um, they swap bodies. And they don't actually know how it happens. They're trying to piece it together during the school day. Uh, and then, you know, where they have to continue conducting their daily school life uh, while being in each other's body. And this basically ends up where Yamada being controlled or Yamada's body being swapped into, um, hers is he's kind of off on his own adventure running into her quote unquote demons, which are the people who kind of bully her. her. Yeah. Um, and then quickly like changes those around. Whereas Shirushi in Yamada's body is going to class, is doing the smarts, is is making him being pass a good his class, <laughs> is, is helping him pass his classes. Uh, and basically, with this, it kind of helps Yamada not be like it, it makes Yamada look better, but also the way that Yamada's acting in her body is making her slowly look better to other people. Where they're not going to completely roll over, even to the point where the girls that bullied her become her friends. Yeah, Sans the purple haired one. I don't even remember the purple. Yeah, hair. she if, just fucks. I off. thought the she purple was haired the leader of that trio. Literally, the I thought the, the purple haired girl was Oda Geary. Yeah, because she looks almost exactly like her. But no, I, I thought that too. <laughs> uh, but she seemed like she was supposed to be a lot more important than she actually was in those first couple of episodes because. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna mess with me? Like she's rich or influential or Someone, yeah. some sort of nonsense like that. And she then, literally got written out. So she it's w- like, she was whatever. just a bully. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's basically kind of how the first episode pretty much plays out. And then towards the end of the episode is when they run into Miyamura at the start of the second episode. It's at the start of the second episode when we yeah. we see Miyamura off to the side at the end of the episode. And then the start of the episode, the start of episode two, is literally Miyamura uh, catching or catching, catching Yamada, Yamada in Shiraishi's body. Yeah, and then saying like, "Hey, uh, what?" Like, because oh god, that is the whole funny thing about it. Where because we get we get a plot or not a plot, but we get a point in the first episode where these three guys run up to uh, 
a Shiryushi possessed Yamada. Or a, other way around. Other way around. Yamada Yamada's possessed. in Shiryushi's body. And these three guys run up to her and she's just like, oh no, ha ha, funny, funny joke, ha I'm actually different. And then they're like, well, she seems kind of odd, why is she so pale? You know, we, we've, we've seen that these are like kind of her admirers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then come by the second episode, Miyamura pretty much tricks Yamada into... Giving himself away? Thinking, well, not giving himself away, but basically tricking him by saying, like, oh, we have a date, when we actually don't have a date. It was literally just a ploy, because you're not who you say you are. Yeah. But it's funny when those three guys run up to her, run up to Yamada, and then he's just like, hold on, stand back. She gets mollywhopped. Well, yeah, because he wasn't, <laughs> he, he, he was purposefully losing yeah. the fight to trick Yamada. Yeah, that that was that was funny. Um but eventually he pieces it all together and he's just like I don't think it's even eventually. I think he pieced it together like Pretty immediately quickly. and just had to do a few things. One to mess with Yamada because that seems exactly like what Miura would do. Yeah. And two to confirm what he already knew. Yeah. Yeah. So then basically he tells them like, "Hey, I'm president of this club. Uh currently the room's not really in use much because well, a lot of the members aren't here anymore. Uh, but you can use this room to switch your bodies to do your magically hubla. Um, and then while they're inside, they practice it. Uh, and then he ends up showing. He ends up also being part of the the, the, the body swapping. Yep. He ends uh, up kissing Yamada. Yeah. Because he's like, well, I wonder if uh, anybody else can swap. And Chirishi's like, nah, I don't consent. And so he kisses Yamada. Yep. Yeah. And, and then it that turns out to work. Yeah, it turns out to work. And this Which, can go pretty far. Well, yeah. One that can go pretty far, too, that sets up basically the next few episodes of them just figuring out exactly how Yamada's power works. And yeah. Uh, next episode, we do introduce Ito. Yep. Uh, and we, we talked to. We effectively, we effectively went over hers in the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In her character arc. Uh, she's pretty great in that episode. She. Uh, but it takes a while to realize that it's y- Yamada's power that is doing the body swap. Uh, yeah. Yes, it doesn't take till we get our introduction of Odagiri to actually learn that he, that Yamada's copying the powers. Yep, and it it inadvertently something that happens with the witches is that the witches' powers don't really work on each other. Yes, they don't work on each other, and they don't work work on people that are affected by other witches. Yeah. So basically, what happens is that. Odagiri thinks she can charm Yamada. So basically, Yamada's like, well, I want to see this power. So then they kiss, but nothing happens except for Odagiri is acting a bit strange. Yeah. Um, and then Ushio notices this and he's just like, well, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I can't stop thinking about Yamada and I don't know what's going on. And then Yamada ends up wanting to figure out what's going on. So he tries swapping bodies. But it doesn't work. Yeah, he kisses Miyamura to swap bodies, and then he kisses both Miyamura and Ito. Yeah, to swap but bodies, and suddenly one both swaps. of them don't swap, and they're like, "Well, what is it broken? Lost the power? Did you lose the power?" And then suddenly they have this weird attachment to yeah. Yamada, and they're just like, "They're in love with him." We're, and yeah. then, the, and then the better part is t- taking taking the power off makes them super depressed. <laughs> oh god, that's still the funniest thing. Uh, so then, basically, her power, the only way to break it is by kissing the same person again to remove the charm, which then sets up the whole plot of the story where we learn about Yamada's backstory as to why he became a delinquent, or why he is pegged as a delinquent. 
when he yes. has to when we learn that he and Ushio were in uh, an alleyway where they saw Odagir getting bullied. Yamada didn't want to step in. Uh, he it, did. It was never actually shown who was in the alleyway being bullied. We can kind of figure out it's Odagiri. It. I'm pretty sure the show shows the it pretty well, doesn't show it? show does not show who was being bullied. Yeah, no, it didn't show who was being bullied. Really? Because the entire point of... because I, I rewinded to double check and be like... Because I thought I'd missed it while they, looking down or something. And it's like, no, there is... Rob... They were playing big brain plays because oh, that arc was they. going on when this anime was coming out. Right. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense then. That's what that, Oh. I'm sorry, oh, Rob. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Rob. Yeah, that's poopy. They, I realize that now. That, that um, scene's very important to late game manga. It's, it's late to the manga. That's why, like, I, my brain was not thinking about it at the time. Because, <laughs> like, what sets up after that is, like, two students, uh, one pretty reputable and then one... That you had passed with uh, said you got into a fight with some people. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to basically get suspended from school for the rest of the year. And then yeah. he comes back second year. And that's the reason why he doesn't like his or him and his friend had that falling out. But why he's following her around because like, why is he following Odagiri around? Yeah, because he's charmed because he's charmed by Odagiri, which eventually becomes not the charm anymore. But he still wants to be there anyway. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, that's, that's a little ways away. We we are away. we are also. It's this is why I knew it was going to be hard because he's going to start talking about certain characters and then he starts thinking about the manga because because what he is talking about right now is super late game manga stuff that's yeah. like really important. But we can't. But we're <sighs> trying to stay out of that. Yes. So that's why I want to get done with this plot point as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, so Jesse and James eventually become part of the team when they see this little book that has two names in it. Of witch powers, yes. One being body swapping and one being telepathy. No, it was, it there was is telepathy charm and, charm. and charm. Yeah, charm and telekinesis. Charm and telepathy. 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 Yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, so we didn't know about any of the other ones, but apparently there were more books that are uh, hidden them out in the uh, supernatural club room. The old supernatural. The old supernatural club room. Yeah, um, in the old school building. In the old school building, which then sets up for the. Um, the the camping retreat uh, yes. for the summer classes as well that Yamada has to take where we, where we meet the next, the next witch, witch who is the telepathy tel- telepathy witch and her entire thing is she's she is in a she's in remedial classes with him yeah Mako Otsuka is her name yeah uh, and uh, effectively they use her telepathy ability to work it so that they all pass their tests through cheating. <laughs> Because uh, basically, where telepathy is like the correct thing, it actually almost creates a hive mind instead, where anyone affected by the telepathy can talk to each other. Yeah, um, I think uh, it's, well, so it's, it's two. It's two phones effectively when Yamada does it because they're not is it linked. Two phones. Yeah, they're not linked. To, Mira is not linked to the rest of the group. He's oh, he's just Yamada. linked to Yamada. He's just linked to Yamada. But Yamada can hear, which is why Yamada he, comes up with the. Quick yeah. plan of, look, we're gonna do the test. I'm gonna do the test. Because Yamada, the this, you, then you, we're gonna give you all the questions yeah. because I can't back and forth this. Yamada yeah. can hear uh, Mako's voice, but can also hear the two friends of Mako's yeah. as well. Yeah, because yeah, he can he can hear everybody because yeah. uh, he's, he's part of the hive that Mako made, and he made his own hive. Yeah, yeah. Th- there we go. That, that's what I was trying to get at. Um, but. Pretty much figure out her ability. Weirdly, 
Um, cause it, it was, well, she, this is hers is important because this is where they start to realize that the ability that they get is something that they desire or something that would help with their social anxieties, social flaws, yeah. because Mako in her actual person is very, very shy, demure, reserved, quiet, and she's a friggin' drill sergeant in their heads. Yeah, she she knows how to project herself in I, her own mind. I mean, they don't go into the full explanation to it, but the reason she's a drill sergeant in her head is because her and her friends do survival uh, paintball games hmm. and or airsoft games, and so she's like that when she's only doing that. That's why she's like that in her head. Yeah, that's it's that's actually cool. Yeah, but they couldn't fit that into the one episode, yeah. so. Fucking thanks for spoiling things, Wikipedia. <laughs> Rude. It's Wikipedia, and this is six years old. Rude. Um, <laughs> the precognition. Yes. That is the next one. Yes. Uh, Maria Sarushima. This this is Words. my favorite witch. Uh, she ends up being my favorite character. The pink-haired girl? Yeah. The pink-haired girl who has precog powers? Precog powers and is super, super nice. Yeah, she is super nice. Yeah. Because um, this is where we were also alluding to Tsubaki. Because um, this is his episode. Yeah, this is the episode that introduces Tsubaki. Yeah. Because she is a former... Villain. <laughs> so, what is it? Uh, Tsubaki and uh, Sarushima are friends. Sarushima kissed him as a thing... And then he could also see the the the. Well, no, Sarashima saw, so yes. she sees a future through the yeah. eyes of whoever she kissed. Yes, yes. So, so she, she sees it through him. through him, of her and Yamada standing in front of the old school building as it burns down. Yes, yes. and then getting in trouble for and it. And then when Yamada copies the power and sees what happened, why he he thinks oh he sees himself there as though. Like, they're just trying to see who's the one who did it. Because they didn't realize it from the beginning that you see it from the point of view yeah. of the person who was kissed. That's not until they test it out on Ito and Miyamura, where it was a, a dumb thing where Yamada gets, Yamada gets slapped <laughs> uh, for doing something stupid. But Miyamura wasn't in the frame uh or you didn't see Ito, I believe. He couldn't see Miyamura. He couldn't see Miyamura. Because he kissed Miyamura, and he couldn't see Miyamura, and that's when they realized that, oh, you're seeing the point of view of the person that you yeah. kissed. Yeah. So they uh, want to try using that to find out how exactly the school's going to burn down, or the old school's going to burn down, uh, and then through... Turns out it's Tsubaki being depressed because he's in love with Shirishi, and she... But she openly just says, like, oh, no, I'm dating Yamada. Done. Well, done. That, that was... That was the point where I realized that she wasn't just the wet blanket, shy type that she started out, uh, where when something is very important to her, she acts out immediately. Uh, because Yamada in Shirishi's body is going to confess Shirishi's love for Tsubaki? Yes. Yeah. He's going to tell... Shirishi, or he's going to tell Tsubaki that Shirishi is in love with him as Shirishi. Only for uh, Shirishi, to go. Shirishi to run up and kiss Shirishi and Yamada's body to run up and kiss 
herself in yeah to do the body oh swap. To, she goes up, does the body swap, and tells him, "No thanks, no, we're dating." I'm sorry to lead you on. Yeah. yeah, and then and then they have to chase Tsubaki down to prevent him from accidentally setting fire to the school by cooking tempura because he's depressed. Yeah. That was a fun, fun way to resolve it. And then she's allowed to go back to school now because she's not afraid. Yeah. And becomes fast friends with basically everybody. Yeah. Turns out that's a lot of things that happen with the girls is that they slowly start making more and more friends because they're coming out of their shells. They're able to talk to people and come to terms with the fact that they have these powers. Um, the the most powers. The strongest meaningful. one that raised the most emotion out of me was uh, Takagawa. Yes. Noah is... The Noah is my favorite of the witches, and she. It's only because of the manga. Yeah, I figured as much. She um, has the most emotional moment in the manga out of anyone, and it's. Great. That makes sense with what her power is. Yeah. Yes. So she she sees the past trauma uh, of whoever she kisses. she has she has yes. retro uh, retro cognition, so she sees. A very hurt memory from the past of yeah. the person. And that's why she can see her friends who are struggling because they're kind of pariahed from school for a situation that's not even their fault. Yeah. But they are sad about it and she's taking it upon herself to fix it. But she herself had a bad happening that happened that Yamada figures out. Um, yeah. And that was, that was funny. <laughs> Because they kept seeing that puddle of water, and I'm like, the fuck's going on with this? Why? And then I'm like, yeah. oh, oh. And then she's just like, well, you making fun of me? <laughs> yeah. You making fun no. of me? I'm impressed you held it that long. I'm impressed yeah. you held it that long. <laughs> oh, that, that, that was a good banter back and forth that showed more of their character. But she's, she's the one who had the other book. Uh, her entire thing was trying to get the three friends to be new witches mm-hmm. by eliminating the previous witches. Yeah, so uh, and that way is, sorry, you go. Uh, which is how we find out uh, one that the president knows about or the, the witches. The, the school president knows a hell of a lot more than he's letting on about the witches. Uh, two, that the witches' power gets transferred if they leave the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if they permanently forced to leave the school. Yeah. Either graduation, expulsion. I would assume a transfer away from the school would also do it. Probably. Yeah. Because that would make sense. Anything that require that forces them to leave the school and not come back. Yeah. Um, but hers, hers, hers was really cool. I liked it. Um, uh, we technically don't have to talk about the sixth witch because she doesn't have an entire. She doesn't have an episode about her. Oh yeah, Oscar. She mm. she would have the power of anyone she kissed. She would become invisible to them. But that power was then instead given to a different character. Yes. Um, the one that I mentioned Tanaki. earlier. What? Tanaki? Uh, Tanaki. Tanaki, I think that sounds right. Um, he basically was, I guess, hired by the school president to take the power away. Yeah. He's the one who uh, refers to Yamada and himself as witch killers. Uh, partially because of, like Matt said, turns out he's apparently super chuny in the manga uh, but also <laughs> he in the anime because he's, super chuny. <laughs> he's he's not at chuny in the anime uh he the big thing i believe the big reason he calls them killers instead of whatever they actually are is because his ability is to take away the power of the witch 
Yeah. Uh, so when he kisses a witch, he gets that power, and they lose the power, which is explicitly what uh, Sureshi, the Sureshi, no, the the future girl, precog girl. Oh, That's oh. why he's introduced. Is because they go to the president. She doesn't want to have the precog because she wants to actually be able to have a relationship. And seeing the future every time she would kiss her boyfriend is problematic. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to the present, find out how to get rid of things. Uh, this is when we meet Mira's sister. Yes. Mia, I love her. Mia Mars. She's best character. Leona? She's great. Yes. Best character. Uh, Yeet scissors at uh, Yamada and Shiruji's Yeet scissors body. at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love her. She is like... Like, when I see her in the opening, I'm just like, I can't wait to see her character. This is also the episode where uh, Yamada figures out he's actually in love with Shirishi. Uh This is a huge episode. Like, yeah. there is so much that is set up with this episode. Uh, it's kind of like it's the, the climax of the show. Because we literally are moving on to a witch that is like... The end of the climax. Yeah, this is this is the uh, this is basically end of Act Two. Yeah, where we're just finding out all of this information uh, as like Mira's sister becomes uh, important. The we're finding out more and more how important the uh, school president is. Uh, Tanaki is pretty important for the last few episodes. Hmm. We, I can't find him realize- on Wikipedia. Interesting. <laughs> Tonaki. Tonaki? I keep saying it wrong. Uh, but uh, we find out. Do we? Yamada Wait. realizes what nope, everybody else has already known is that uh, he's in love with Shirishi. Like, this this one episode has so many more plot points. Ah, uh, he's a male witch. That's why. He's in the male witch section. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to Tomaki. figure out what he's, he's in. He's in the male witch section. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we can't talk about a lot of that because there's but spoilers. He's also the uh, third person to want to be the uh, student council president. Yep. Tama- Tanaki is. Tamaki. 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 Okay. I thought I heard it as an M earlier and no. then you guys were using an N. I was like. Oh, well, we couldn't find his name couldn't on the thing. Anywhere. Cause well, his... <laughs> look, for the first time in this series, I had the name right and you guys didn't. That's fair. Understandable. Uh, so Tamaki is the other character that wants to be the school president. And so he asks Yamada to find out who the council president is going to nominate. Yeah. Which is just enough for the school president to be like, well, that puts everybody back tied. Yep. Uh, and sets up a contest to find the seventh witch. Yep. And this this is where the show reaches its its pinnacle. Because I originally, so going back to first impressions real fast, mm-hmm. when I originally watched this show and I saw Rika's character in the in the opening, before I ever read the manga, yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to like this witch. She's pretty cute. She's got the freckles on the face. <laughs> Literally did not like this character for no. like the longest time. <laughs> You're not supposed to. <laughs> I felt hurt. No, he's holding it back. You're not he supposed to, to in the anime. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Matt's stressing. He's like, like mm-hmm. I'm stressing because the seventh witch is the most crucial plot ability of the entire thing. The whole uh, so without thing. without tap dancing around it, 
I'm assuming she does more than memory stuff. She, no. so she has her witch power is yeah. she doesn't even have to kiss the person either. No, it's uh, all uh, the the characters that are ever the seventh witch never have to kiss the person to do the ability. They just have to come into contact with a person to um, to manipulate the memories. That's why she wears gloves so she doesn't inadvertently touch someone and cause it to happen. But what she does is the person she touches. She removes all the memories. She can selectively remove memories that uh, she doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So for for most the most practical use of this is she is used to remove any memories of the witches from people that have discovered all seven witches. Yeah. Um, because you can use the seven witches to make a wish, like they are Dragon Balls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> granted, like still from a logistic standpoint, how do you cause that to happen? Because, like, only one person gets the wish, and the witches have to be part of it. So unless you're holding them all at gunpoint, who are they to agree to go make a wish? Well, but that's the thing, is they don't want somebody to... They don't want somebody to actually get that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. So... Um, So her her, her power is, uh, one, that they have to kind of circumnavigate together. Because we learn from Mia Murra's sister... The reason why she has been, why she left school, and why she hasn't been back in so long, because she's a third year. Um, the whole reason is because the student council president lost all of his memories of the supernatural club. He lost his memories of her, of Miyamura's sister. Um, he lost all of his memories of about. The witches. Yeah. It, about the witches, which meant he lost all his memories about the Supernatural Club about because witches. that was... it. All his memories of that were of the witches and also all his memories of Leona were because of the witches. So the president is actually a little bit more important. But then we kind of get the sad realization of why Rika is the way she is um, and why she gravitates to the president, um, which was sad. Yeah. Because really the pay, the price for using this super powerful ability that uh, is memory manipulation is you are people constantly for, don't remember you, and the only pre- people that are immune to this ability are those that have the abilities like y- Yamada or Tamaki, where they are uh, immune to uh, which powers. powers, or well, you the have a strong enough emotion. Well, no, the president of the. Uh, the president of the school, because the the witch powers don't ever affect the president of the school. Well, he so it's, I thought it was more explained with the fact that they can't use the memory wipe on someone twice. You can't use it on the same person tw- on the same person twice. Yeah, but there's also the point that um the uh I believe it's brought up later in the manga. The student council president is immune to the witch's abilities because. Mm. Student council has to be able to rule the school or control the school. Yeah. So pretty much like because he the president doesn't know why he wanted to be the president to begin with. Yeah. Because his memories were altered. Yeah. Before he was the president. Before he was the president when he was just the president of the club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then basically one of the other things that can get rid of it is if the emotion to the person is strong enough, they can just remember. Uh, no. So That's literally the how they explained way, it. No. Uh, he, the president realized that while it got rid of the memories, it didn't get rid of any of the feelings. There we go. Yeah. Uh, the only way to get rid of it and why uh, purple hair. 
Odagiri. Odagiri is such an important character for the anime is because when Yamada... So, we're getting ahead of us a little, a little bit. As so part of the deal of what's going on, uh, Yamada is supposed to lose all of his memories of the witches. He doesn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't because he can't. Instead, she makes everybody in the school lose all memory of how he's grown this year. Yeah. Well, also effectively removed him from all of their memories. Yeah, effectively moved him from everybody's memories. Ex- removed this year of him from everybody's memories. So yeah. they know who Yamada is from the beginning, who's the delinquent. Yeah, but That's not it. what he's done. Uh, Odagiri catches him for whatever reason and tries to use her charm power on him. Kisses him. Kisses com- him. Comes back later going... Hey, you asshole, why'd you use my ability on me? <laughs> Only to realize that, oh, uh, she has regained her memories because she kissed Yamada. Yeah. Uh, also, Tamaki wasn't affected, so Tamaki becomes an actually slightly more important character just because these are the only three people who remember what's going on and realize that they need to fix it. Yeah. But Yamada was honestly fine with everyone forgetting who he was, which is why he didn't want to originally team up with uh, Tamaki. It wasn't until he found out that he could bring back Shiraishi's memories that he yeah. wanted to do it. But unfortunately, <laughs> the class, the student council president is cockblocking him like no, nobody's business. Him. Because one, <laughs> like, she, she, oh God, it's so, it's... It's one of those things that you just need to watch. Like, it's hard to really yeah, it, talk about it. It, it goes, all right, I want uh, I want to kiss you. I don't, I have a crush. Okay, well then I guess I can't kiss you now. Feels really bad. She comes back, I'm fine with you kissing me now. And then gets cock blocked. And then gets super cock blocked when he tries to kiss her in the club room. And it's not her in the body. And you're like... Instead, it's actually Asuka. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the it's the sixth witch. So they without her they, they ability. set up a plan because all the other witches are on board with helping Yamada and the Supernatural Club and yeah. Odagiri to get everything back to normal. But they want to do the wish. But in order to do that, they first need to actually find where Shiryu she is. They learn she was sent home, and no one is allowed to see a student who's been ejected from the school unless they are with uh, someone student from council. the student council. So Yamada is like, hey, Miyamura, we got to go do something. And then fucking charms Miyamura and then uncharms him. He's just like, fuck. No, it wasn't charms. That, that was the, before. Yeah. That was before it, all the, that. The thing that he used was uh, Leona told Miyamura to do it because Leona yeah. still yeah. had all her memories because she hadn't been on school grounds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to who is actually Asuka's house. Yeah. Uh, because that's where... Shirishi is and this goes back to the precognitive sight that he had of her where she was sad again but it yeah. wasn't her but he knew it was the weird thing they tried setting up that was interesting I mean they tried to set up oh I saw a future where I, where she wasn't going to be in the supernatural studies club and yeah. all that and she was looking sad so the he they instead used the because the thing that they didn't really explain from the precog thing 
is that the only things that the, the only only reason they were able to stop the fire in, in the first place was because they used the witch's powers because witch's powers could interfere with other witches mm. or at least her powers her powers only went if everything stays the way it is right now it's going to end with the school building being on fire but if we swap every time they swap bodies the future would change um so it's one of those things where uh the, he sees that as, as a future as a future thing and he's like well now we have to swap now we have to start using witch powers to make it so that that doesn't happen yeah um which causes a worse outcome kind of and then a better outcome because they get everybody assembled for the wish and yamada makes the wish of no more witch powers no more witches no more no more witch powers no more witch shit no that no more mutants Everybody thought he was going to make the wish of uh, return everybody's memories. Yeah. But he wished away all the witch powers, which did the same thing. Did the same thing. And I... Is this how it happens in the manga? Is that actually... So arc two is uh, why the the witch power is back. Yes. Okay. Then arc three is why is there another set of witches? Okay. Read it. Yeah. probably going to read it is very good read um and then this ends with him and and shiraishi set telling each other their yeah actually telling each other their feelings they become uh, a couple which is great because it's what we wanted and that's and that's why this is fine so this is where i'm going to bring up this this is a fine didn't get to adapt the whole anime but at least got to tell a complete story yeah because last week we didn't complete a story. The la- last last week's anime, what was it? I don't even remember its name. Uh, fudge. Yeah, I. <laughs> uh, it didn't finish a story, and the manga still went on past that and actually finished a cohesive story, from what we could tell from the Wikipedia. Yeah. But and but the anime didn't finish any kind of character growth or anything like that meanwhile this one because it had an arc that it could adapt that is an actual first full arc they just adapted that first full arc and that arc ends with this could just be the ending Inari Konkon. there we go that one if if somebody just managed to come across this show didn't do any extra research after finishing it all they'll go away thinking this was this is perfect it was a completed yeah, was- 12 episode anime which is something crazy that 12-episode animes don't generally tend to do, which is character build, especially with as large a cast as this. Yeah, that was my favorite part of... That's when you knew everybody had actual character development, was everybody reverted to exactly how they were acting before they met Yamada during the arc where they had lost all their memories of Yamada. Yeah. Yep. Don't worry about me. Matt's greening in the corner because he's read the manga. I no, mean, I would be greening I'm too, not, but I'm not a goblin. I'm not grinning because of that. I I have already randomized, and I'm ready for you for terrible that po- man. I'm ready for you that moment. Hold on, we, we we're not even, even there. To... Yeah, I know. Music, art, I know. Science, animation is pretty good. Oh hell yeah, it is, dude. The openings animation is amazing compared oh, to the rest. It, it is it is a minimalist opening that just gives you enough information and just has good music. Yeah. Mm. And the ending has a very good song, catchy music, and you just get to see all the characters. Yep. Uh, the normal animation is 
I wouldn't say it's like the best, no. but it's it's better than it's better than bad animation. <laughs> yeah, I can't say anything wrong about it, and I can only say that like I enjoyed looking at everything. The visuals were nice. Sure, it wasn't like because I'm pretty sure No Game No Life was around at that time, 2015. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Actually, that had its own art style, but it was pretty, and like people were comparing a lot of shows to it around then because it's like, oh, this looks amazing, and I'm like, or people were. That's another thought I had uh, when we met Mira's sister. Her name was Leona. Leona. Uh, She basically looks like a grown-up version of a the little girl from No Game No Life. Like I hundred percent just thought that. Yeah, that happens. Um, Music, animation. Uh, grading. There was a, I don't. There was a bit of sound quality issues that I had in a one of the earlier episodes. Yep. It was it was because the dub for some reason had this weird sound quality occasionally where I think it was just the uh, verve breaking or okay. Crunchyroll yeah, having I, I, problems. Yeah. It wasn't actually a problem with the show. Okay. Yeah, that was the one thing where I was gonna point out. Otherwise, sound mixing was actually pretty great. Yeah. Also, I can probably say this is one of the shows that we all watch in English. Uh, yes. Yeah. I now regretted not watching it in Japanese because I saw Dasuke, Daisuke Uno, Ono does uh, Ushio and I was like, fuck! That's <laughs> why That's why sometimes... Oh. Jotaro's, Jotaro's uh, voice actor. Uh, Joyce, Japanese voice actor. Uh, that, yeah, that's why I watch... <laughs> that's why I still, like, to this day, if the show has both sub and dub, I swap halfway through. Because it just... It gives me both sides. Yeah. And I can say that the English cast did a very good job. I say, especially for something like this, I need to watch the uh, dub if it's available, just so as I can actually focus on more than just reading. Yeah. Yep. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, it's still a pretty good anime. Um, I like the manga a lot more. Uh, I'd give this a B, personally. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think. It is a phenomenal adaptation in the fact that they were actually able to give us a complete story even without having to go into the manga. Uh, I would actually give this one an A. The deciding vote. I mean, it's it works like Famitsu. I say B, he says A. You're not going to change the thing. It's just worse. Yeah, it's just going to be an A. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be an A. Yeah, I, figured. I kind of expected it was an A for yeah. me. I love this show. Like I... I keep trying to get more and more people to watch this show because then it'll get them to read the manga just because like it's such a, a good show and it's so short. It's just 12 episodes, but then it opens up the manga that you can read for a good like month. Yep. God, month. he wants, he's, 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 he's foaming at the, the mouth. I, I, let's continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys describe me how we review, make him a, it's going to make this even better when I get to say the name. Please, oh no. What is it? Please. All right. Stop. So I've randomized Stop. it. I think oh. we need to have uh, Robert back for next episode. Oh, what is it? Rob, what's in the box? It says school days. No, it doesn't. It show does. me. Show me. You fell away fucking <laughs> god. No. This is a series that we've been dreading for a while. Oh. Please stop hitting the mic. Okay. It's actually causing spikes. That's his problem. <sighs> I don't even have well, to pull up a synopsis for it. I'll just tell you. Go ahead. Oh, so School Days is an anime that was adapted from a visual novel. 
An arrow game. An arrow game. A porn game. A big, big porn energy from this show. Uh, <laughs> without even getting too much into it, it is a high school romantic horror anime um, with no redeeming qualities or anything funny about it. <laughs> Uh, they try to do some sort of a weird pool episode that just ends in pure degeneracy. Uh, main characters named Makoto. I'll actually do the actual reading. <laughs> main characters. Uh, otherwise, you're gonna Makoto. just uh, spoil the uh, yeah our next episode. Look, uh, I I we might just not have him uh, be so here for that. That's fair. <laughs> but while he's looking this up, yes. where can we find this? Uh, you. Oh, that's a good question. Let me go double check that. Uh, probably. I'm not going to say anything till I double check this. This um, is going to be the best part is when he finds out that it's no longer available online. No, no it is. I've seen it. I've it is still available. Damn it. No, you you get to suffer with us. <laughs> there we are. It's on Crunchyroll and Verve. Okay. Oh god, this came out in 2007? Yes. <laughs> and I watched this in 2010. <laughs> Uh, Rob, um, do, you, do you not want to be on the next episode? I'm not going to force you. I kind of I do. I, I really do, kind of. You um, don't? What's synopsis? Okay, so uh, Makoto Ito is a young Japanese high school student who goes to Sakakino Academy and just started his second semester. He rides the train to and from school one day. He becomes infatuated with Kotonoha Katsura, a girl who also catches the train and a fellow student from school. Makoto also became acquaintances with Sekai Sayonji, who discovered his secret crush on Kotonoha and helped him by introducing him to her. As time passed, Makoto and Kotonoha grew closer and started dating. And then... Starts the rest of the plot. <laughs> uh, so it pegs itself as a high school show. It's a high school show. I'm pretty sure it's, it's... probably rated seven on Mal because people are animals. Oh no! It's it. You, you there are two ratings this show ever gets. It gets one 10 or ten or one. One or a ten, depending <laughs> on the person. You, <laughs> know, you know who you are, Garn. You, you know who you depending are. Depending on. How you see this anime by the very end, you are either giving this a 1 or a 10. It's that polarizing. It is that polarizing. Uh, I mean, after the show, you can just play the ending song that plays and like literally get a response out of just about anyone who's watched it. <laughs> and I'm going to be able to do it to you guys after you watch it. Because I can play it now with like no like video whatsoever to it. And then you'll think about it when it comes up. Oh, man. I'm going right. to watch this. Even if I have to, like, pretend to be sick that day, I will record. <laughs> I will be here. All right. Do uh, been... you want to go through an outro? This has been 26 and Under, and I'm your host, Robert. And Matt. And Rob. We're signing off. Have a good one. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>